broadcasting around the world. This is the Hard Asset Money Show. Your wealth, your money, your future. Serious talk about what's happening and how you can profit. Live in three, two, one. Okay, welcome back. Today we're talking about the largest gap in over 40 years between the 10-year yield curve of the Treasury and your consumer price index, the CPI, which came out a few days ago. It's the highest in over 40 years. When you have the difference between inflation, which is the measure of how products and services are increasing in a year, versus low interest rates, which is the effective way we borrow. We like to borrow at very low pricing as far as interest that we're going to pay back on any kind of loan, because obviously the less we pay in interest, the more profit or the less cost is going to be associated with that loan and whatever we're doing with it. But you can't have it so upside down. In other words, when you have this large gap, you're setting yourself up for stagflation because at some point, if inflation continues to move higher, what you're going to have is the cost of everything is going higher. And unless real wages or your income, if you want to do it at a personal level, your income is maintaining as much or more than the CPI, you're actually going backwards. Your, your net worth is going down. Your investments aren't keeping up. You're not keeping up, period. So at some time, it's going to break. If we don't have something that stops some of the rise in the inflation, you're going to have costs go, and you think expensive now, you could have homes that are selling for $3 million today go for $4 million, $5 million, because as we know, if you're in that one top 2%, you've already started making changes to your investment portfolio, anticipating the higher cost for everything. And if you're in the upper to even middle class, who has long-term investments, we need to start pivoting right now, okay? And the best way to do that is, of course, what we've talked about is precious metals and select rare coins. But the numbers here are just whopping. So, you know, if you look back over the last several years, we've never seen anything like this before. And this all started about three to four months ago, probably around February of this uh, year, 21, late January, early February, really started kind of coming on. And then it just skyrocketed when we had that last $1.9 trillion stimulus package. It just went nuts after that. And, then, and there's obviously another six to $8 trillion right behind it over the next 12 months, which is gonna make this number that I tell you what we think theoretically this number's at. We could easily see that 10-year yield curve at around three to three and a half percent within the next 12 months, which would be horrifically bad for bonds. Uh, certainly wouldn't be great for equities. In fact, it could destroy equity prices because Again, it could, there's no guarantees anything except for death and taxes, as they say. But when that happens is we would see a massive cut in corporate earnings. And then without anticipation of the much, much higher taxes that are being talked about with the current administration, which again, these tax rates are, are doubling in some classes, in some cases, depends on if it's long-term cap gains or if it's dividends or if it's earned income. There's a host of different categories of how taxes are defined and what they're associated with. But Bottom line is these tax numbers that are being floated around about what they're theoretically trying to push through or, or get into legislation, which again, we don't take political sides. We just say, this is what it is, and here's how you move around it. But these numbers are, are, are tons, more than probably anybody anticipated. But when you have six, eight, 10, even $12 trillion over the past six months to the next two to three years and new spending that go way above the revenues of the federal government, taxes are gonna be needed in order to be able to offset the uh, increase in, in debt spending. But that is gonna be a pretty hard pill to swallow. So again, looking at these numbers, and we see here kind of a, I wanna say a, a buildup to the accident, but we are definitely building up to a big accident with such a mismatch between the inflation and the bond yields 
So when the bond yields are so low, that's the rate of which people are borrowing at or receiving dividends at. So if you're borrowing at two or 3%, you're thinking, oh, I'm saving a fortune. But inflation is at 10%, let's say, or 5% or 15%. Either way, the bond prices are what a lot of people live on the interest. So their net effect is that they're losing buying power and they're going to have to have an increase somewhere or a decrease somewhere. Another increase in income and a decrease in spending. But inflation is just another way to tax. So again, when you look at last year when inflation started picking up a little bit, not a lot, but picked up, gold was up over 25%, hugely beating the S&P 500. And the dollar, of course, was down almost 7% last year in buying power. But silver shot up over 47% last year. We are still extremely bullish on gold, silver, and even platinum. And of course, select rare coins for the next three to five years. I think it's just a winner. So these numbers, again, are very disheartening, very scary to some people. But again, it's all about pivoting when you have to and trying to make the best choices given the information that you have. And so we try to make sure that we give that information in a very clear and informative way without trying to be biased one way or another. Nothing wrong with equities or bonds or real estate income, but you got to diversify because we all know what happened in 2008 through 10. It was a disaster for real estate, disaster for bonds, disaster for uh, equities. Because even though the real rates of bonds did go up as a measure because bonds were being bought, we had interest rates go down. So it did limit the rate of some of the uh, instrument or the dividend and interest income that people can move into or invest in. So it was definitely hard on everybody. However, if precious metals and rare coins were in your long-term portfolio, we saw gold go up over 120% in that 2008 to 2010-11 period. Silver skyrocketed as well, hitting as high as $50 an ounce back then. So it's a good value today, and we expect to see new highs made in the next 12 months. And then, of course, select rare coins outperformed everything. But some people prefer the metals over the coins. Some people prefer having both. And whatever your, your preference is, it's always good to include those in any long-term investment portfolio. So with that said, I want to thank everybody for listening. And again, you can reach out to us anytime. In the meantime, just stay safe. And again, read the math. Read the math. Put the emotions aside and read the math. Because that's usually how good, solid, and long-term investment decisions are made from. Until another show, I'm Christian Briggs. This is the Hard Asset Money Show. Thank you so much.